0: Well, I'm David Smith, and um, if you don't know me yet, I am the director of ministries uh, here at the church, and I'm grateful to be with you tonight. Drew has asked me to to uh, stand in for him, so if you would uh, pray me through this thing, I would be grateful. Uh, there are some things that I want to share with you tonight, some things that I really believe the Lord's been uh, working on my heart in and, and reminding me of some areas of the gospel that... Um, we had a lot more work to do than I realized and I imagine that he's been doing the same thing uh, for you. Maybe it's just been for a much longer uh, period of time. You've had the benefit of at least six years and some of you longer than that Um, and so uh, tonight I just want to share some things especially as we head toward Thanksgiving. Um, I've got a lot of things that I'm very very thankful for Um, and I imagine you do too. Sometimes we don't focus on what those things are. Uh, I was sharing at the table just a little while ago that um, a previous pastor of mine made a statement. He said, good and bad travel on parallel tracks and arrive about the same time. If you're like me, I am tempted to look at the bad and stare at it a lot longer than I am the good. And so I want to rehearse for myself. I apologize uh, to you ahead of time, but some of this is just uh, my own working through God, what have you been trying to teach me in the last four months? It felt like I have been drinking out of a fire hydrant. Is there anybody else in this room that feels like that that 's what you 've been doing since you arrived at this church okay i 'm all by myself good i 'm the only one that 's um, yeah um, i I wonder what it is tonight if you were going to write down what it was that you were thankful for most thankful for what has God been teaching you the most about this this last year we we just we don't take time to pause and to think about those things in fact um, for most of us we get all the way to Thanksgiving day um, and we start to think well somebody's going to call on me to pray so I have to think of what it was that I was thankful for for the year maybe it is that we ought to start at the beginning of the month and consider, God, what have you done? And forgive me, Lord, for focusing on so many things that are around that uh, that I'm missing out on. There are some things that uh, I've been tasked with and asked to uh, be part of and lead around the uh, church. And, and as I grow in understanding what those things are and which of you plug into those areas, as I look across your faces in these last four months, I've started to figure out who, who is where and what you help with and what you do and it's it's amazing to me at vision dinner almost every single one of you are helping in multiple areas around the church and I'm I'm grateful for that I want to share with you tonight um, I want to couch some of the things that I think God's been teaching me uh, in out of Philippians chapter 1 Uh, And I just want to read that passage to you, and there's four things that he says there, and then I want to talk to you about some things under each one of those things that are things that we're doing around here that are just amazing to me. If you're not careful, incredible things around you, ordinary things around you can become mundane, and you just get to the place where you just think, well, of course, everybody knows that we do that. Uh, And you stop, you, you don't get to the place where you stand back and you just wonder and think, God, you are so good. You're so much bigger than I ever imagined you to be. I am so grateful for this, this, and this. And so tonight I hope to challenge me. hope it challenges you as well just to think about ahead of time. What kind of things are you really thankful for? Listen to these verses. Out of Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. I thank my God and all my remembrances of you. Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making your prayers, your prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It's right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that, you, that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. He says four things here, um, and those four things are really a challenge to me. I wonder how often I say those things uh, to other people. Um, uh, Inside my family, I think I fail miserably. I probably do the opposite way too often. Um, I need to say these things more, and I'm convicted of that. Um, to you as my church family. But internalize this. Don't let me be alone in those things. Ask yourself, as I read these four things, how well do you do with those things? Do you encourage others that are around you? Would they say that these four things that the Apostle Paul said to this uh, church in Philippi, do, do you say those things to others around you? And in those four things, are you being used through the work of ministry of this church and out from this church and into the others. Those four things that he said there, he starts by saying, I'm thankful for you. Um, And and he doesn't just say, I'm thankful for you. He says that he's thankful in all things. Uh, You know, as I think back and I remember in ministry, there are some points in ministry that I can remember that I'm not sure... um, God did some marvelous things in the churches that I was in. But can you imagine being the Apostle Paul and saying, I thank God on every remembrance of you, inside your own house, to those who live there with you. Can you say, I'm thankful about everything that I remember about you? Or would you have to say, I'm thankful on most of the things that I remember about you, and some of them you were challenging in lots of ways. You know, I think that's... I think it's true for all of us. I am, I am thankful for the things that God's doing in my life and the grace. When I look back through my life, each step of the way, God has been working me in a direction. And today, as I was thinking about each of these things, I, it really dawned on me that from early ages of my life, there have been God has been preparing me for this moment in time. All the way along, the good and the difficult, uh, the challenges, all of it. God's been bringing me right to this moment to prepare me. Now, because it feels like drinking out of a fire hydrant, I think, gosh, these people already know so much more. I mean, they have memorized the confession word for word and backwards and It's all new to me, and um, you know all of Scripture and can quote it from Genesis to Revelation. And I've never been around a church who your your knowledge and your application. So it's intimidating. I'm around Brad Copeland, and he's like a genius. Um, And and so, you know, all the time I'm just trying to I'm trying to look at these things and think, Lord, are you ever? Am I going to get to the place where I feel like I know? Is me, how did you call me to be a pastor at a church when the average person, it feels like they've all been to seminary, they all know everything about everything. Do you ever? Is anybody else in the room feel like wow, these people are geniuses, or have you just gotten to a place where you're used to it and you think oh, they don't really know as much as you think they know? <laughs> when I think about how thankful I am of you, the little things that I look at. I think about the gospel and that Jesus changes everything. I hope it never gets lost on me that recently, through some of the ministries of our church, people have come to Christ, come into relationship with Christ. And everywhere I look, from the little things that we're doing all day long, I see people growing in their relationship with God. If I were to ask you, I know we don't have time for this and to go around the room, but if I were to ask you, what are the ministries in this church that you're involved in that even in the last week have helped you grow in your relationship with God? Would you instantaneously know what some of those are? I'm telling you, and I'll discuss some of those things with you, but one of them would be just the liturgy, that is new to me. I, I've not been around that. I, the way you put together a worship service in the places that I've been is somebody over here picks out songs. They have absolutely no idea what the sermon is going to be on. They There are prayers during the service, but um, spontaneity of the spirit and just winging it. Um, is better, and so I I watch the crafting of this thing and the amount of time that's put into, uh, and and then they get to a place where they say, you get up there and do the liturgy, and I I was scared to death, I I thought. I asked some of you, please pray for me while I'm up there because it makes me nervous. What if I mess the whole thing up, and what if I say the wrong thing and those things? But I've come to a place where I'm appreciating the amount of time and energy that goes into that, that they really thought through and asked the Lord ahead of time, what would you like me to pray? What scripture verses are going to cause those people to begin to think about the gospel before we ever get to the place where you hear the sermon? So you've almost heard the sermon before you hear the sermon. Is that that new? That's new for me. And the more I'm around here, the more I start to see... It's amazing. I can't believe they can do that. How can you know that far in advance exactly what the sermon's going to be and that they have read that whole book of scripture? Uh, Honestly, and this is going to sound little to you, but who knew that you could find the gospel in Haggai? (laughs) Did, Did you know that? i asked drew what was funny to me is there's so much humility in that so at the beginning of the week i was to do the liturgy and i asked drew i said okay tell me ahead of time where is the gospel in haggai and he said this is like tuesday i mean we're headed toward the thing and they always seem to know everything that's coming like 50 years in advance there's a plan and a strategy for the next 50 years And so I said, where is the gospel in Haggai? He said, I still have to figure that out. And I thought, hallelujah. (laughs) Somebody else around here doesn't know 500 miles ahead of time exactly what God is going to do. But they are praying about that. I love the picture of the gospel that I see in all these things, that Jesus really does change everything around here. I love to be part of uh, watching you that are involved in Disciple by Grace and POJ and, uh, the Galatians study, and the guys that I'm working through the confession with, and just struggling with some things, and the transparency of that, and the willingness to grow. I tell you this morning, uh, thankfully, Maddie was out of town. He was off playing somewhere. I'm not sure where he was, but he asked me to do with the guys at breakfast, and some of you were there. What a great time. Those guys were just as transparent and raw with one another. They They openly shared the struggles and idols that they have in their life. I love being around a group of people that are that open with their life and willing to talk about those things and not so trying to protect themselves so that everybody thinks that you're perfect, so that you have no struggles whatsoever. It gets tiresome to come to a place where you are always trying to project and cause people to think that you don't have struggles. Is that true? Not like you're awake. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie Coon, or whatever your name is now. Um, when when I've been, we've been, we've started working through the children's catechism. the discovery with my girls. As we walk through that thing together and they answer questions um, and seeing Uh, God work on their lives and verses of scripture come alive it makes me all of these things make me thankful but he didn't just say in this thing I'm thankful for you the second thing that he said uh, was I'm praying for you I want to tell you as I've driven around the city there's been some times where I didn't have to tell myself oh you need to be praying Now, there's a lot of times in my life that that's exactly what I need to do. I need to be more prayerful about a lot of areas. But I found myself driving in different sections of the city. And because our dream and our vision is to uh, see God start works in all these different areas, uh, that I began to pray. And there was a day that I was driving around, uh, and this particular time over closer to Dundee in that area, And I started thinking about the people who live in those houses all around that area. And I know that's not that far away. I know that it's close. But my heart, before I even thought about it, before I felt guilty and thought I'm not praying enough, none of that sort of thing, just the vision and dream of this church was so strong inside of me that I just asked God, God, would you cause heart change would you cause the gospel to grab a hold of the hearts of the people that are in this section of the city I want to ask you something tonight when I ask you about when the apostle Paul said I'm thankful for you and secondly he said I'm praying for you who is it that you're thankful for that God placed in your life that's that encourager that walks alongside of you but secondly what are you praying for especially the prayer that just happens before you even realize that you're praying. Oh God, do this as you're driving along. It may be inside your house for your children and maybe um it may be in your work. Um some of us may you may be like me. Lord, please help. I'm in way over my head and I'm not sure how I got here. Um what what is the what is the prayer that just reverberates out of your heart during the day? And if that's not there, Maybe during this Thanksgiving season, you ask the Lord, Lord, make me more thankful. Give me a thankful heart for the things you've placed in my life. There are so many things inside this church that it could take all night. If I were to ask you, what are you thankful for? You'd say one right after another. um, The things that are helping you inside this church and outside from here. How many things do you have just to pray for, to ask God, God, do a work? for For Jeff, and for all that that boy um, has on him, um, planting a new church, having a child, uh, the the struggles that they've gone through physically, just the amazing things, and to watch some of you step up and serve alongside of him and walk with him, uh, be there for him, uh, I think I don't there are so many times that I find myself praying for him. Uh, that I I don't even have to... There are things that I have to remind myself and go down through a list, but for him, God's given me a love for these guys that I get to serve with. I feel like it's such a privilege that I get to serve with him right at this point in time, uh, from early on in the ministry that God is starting uh, through him. And so I'm praying. What are you praying for? What as you go, go into Thanksgiving... It just rolls right off of you that you're so grateful that God's doing things around you that you're that you say, God, thank you for these things and thank you for the ministries that you've placed there that you allow me to serve in. Not that I get so busy that I don't have time for things. Um, so I'm praying geographically that God would raise up new pastors and leaders and and churches, um, but I'm praying that God would cause us to sacrifice for others so that we could reach this city, and I'm watching some of those things happen. Now, I know these are um, things that are probably not important, but I'm watching people who park further away so we leave the best spots for those who may not have come yet and, and wait to get their seats on Sundays so that there's space for everybody and that you're spending time. If anything, we need you to come in right when the music starts, Uh, with coffee, we thought we need to give our people more time to just uh, fellowship with one another and to meet new people. And so we created that and now you like each other so much it's hard to get you inside the building. But what a great place to be. What a great church to be part of that the people love and enjoy uh, being with one another and are willing to sacrifice for those who aren't here yet. I love being part of a church that dreams uh, like that. Uh, Just I I look around and I see people whether they have a lot of money or a little money or sometimes that's just my perception. I know Jonathan has a lot of money um, and so I know that he can be generous on all things and so I expect that of him. But I see people whether they have a lot or a little, they sacrifice personal things, time, money, everything else around them for the sake of the gospel not just for the sake of uh, this church, this building, those things, but for the sake of the gospel, what a great privilege. There are churches all over this land that they're not seeing the gospel come to bear on people's lives like that. I get to serve with the people who have a dream and a vision that includes not only the whole city. Sometimes I'm with these guys and I believe, I think that they think that the epicenter of Christianity where God is going to take over the entire world is from Winter Haven, Florida. They really believe that the earthquake that is going to ripple and just the gospel rippling out in the lives of everybody is going to happen from this little town. It is fun to be part of people who believe that. You don't have to make that up. They, they just believe that. And then there's two things that I always look for in ministry. Um, it may be true of you when you're out in the workforce, um, in ministry, sometimes with pastors, um, pastors sometimes struggle in the area of humility and gratitude. Um, in fact, some of them got a double dose of pride and arrogance. Um, and, and in that, uh, you know, sometimes I just want to, when I see that, I want to take out my own big stick and just whack it. Do you ever want to do that in the workplace? When you see pride and arrogance in somebody else, you just think, you know, God's calling me to help them with that. I think I will, I think I will correct that. Here's what I see. I may be blind. This may be new to me. I may get used to it. Uh, but I see a humility, and I see a generosity, and I see a gratitude in this place that I don't know that you find everywhere else. When we come in and that's kind of the norm, Um, how amazing is that that's something that God gives me uh, to continue to pray for and to be thankful for but the third thing that he says in this um, passage in Philippians is and it's verse six that you know well um, and I'm going to paraphrase it this way Um, he really says I have great expectations of what Christ is going to do and is doing in and through you God's doing big things Do you believe when you look at the others around you that God has them here for a purpose, that he actually could work in their lives in that kind of way? The the strategy for planting churches all over the city in those different areas and how much we'll have to pray. Do you realize that for God to place a church in Florence Villa, for God to place a church in... Inwood, or or that area for god to place a church in southwest or in each of these areas takes a very particular person you'd almost need a jeff who grew up in eagle lake <laughs> to have a passion and a heart for that area and to believe that god could do that in that area and that region of the city I, I, those are big dreams and big expectations um, but also I think about the missionary partnerships and whether or not I'm praying for these guys. God's given me the privilege in the last even few weeks uh, to meet Robbie and Murray. I've known Amber forever and um, and have come to know Tony and pray. Um, I really try to pray daily for them. Uh, and then I just got to, I knew Chris Brock from uh, earlier, but I've I've just got to meet him again and uh, come to know him a little more and realize where they're going in France and then uh, Robbie Keane. Um, what a privilege it was to meet him. Am I am I praying for the partners that God gave us? And, and is that part of the dream and vision that God planted inside of me? Nobody behind me beating on me to to be part of those things and to do those things. Is, is that where we are? And then um, making making disciples that each and every one of us are called to do each of these things that we do around the church it gives us time to invest in from this morning's men's time to the ladies retreat that's uh, coming everything that we do uh, has a purpose behind it there's a reason that we do what we do and it gives us a chance just to be with one another and to sharpen each other and point each other back toward the scripture i found it so much easier to be faithful to spending time in the word than I did before because all of us are supposed to be reading the same thing and and a bunch of you feel that you're calling in my life to occasionally say you know this morning when we were reading in well it's uncomfortable if I wasn't reading this morning in whatever and any of you it's amazing to me how many people in this church are spending time in the word every day uh every church I've ever been in we said Spending time in the Word is the priority. It's the most important thing that we do. But I've never been in a place where there are more people in this church, this size church, than in the church that I was in that was much, much larger, that I hear them talking to somebody else in the hallway or around, and they're talking about what God is teaching them through His Word. That should be amazing to you. I get to be part of that. You get to be part of of that. We're seeing disciples made and people growing. Um, ministry teams are what part of what I am supposed to spend time uh, doing here. And those ministry teams, uh, the women 's ministry team, obviously, for a very long time, has been very strong, and they make lots of announcements. I'm just joking. Jonathan told me to say that. But, you know, you never, in any church, you don't have to press the women to uh, do and to disciple and all of the things that they're supposed to be doing. They're always light years out in front. They're running ahead. But I, I'm also watching in this church a group of men who, I, I'm telling you, one of the best things that happens here is that breakfast on Wednesday mornings. Um, if, you're, if you miss that, that's a great time with those guys. And all they do is read the scripture together and ask them, a few questions, and eat breakfast together. Um, God's using uh, that time in our lives. But those ministry teams, men's and women's, children's and students, um, we are working on. The the hard thing about a church is at all times you have to revamp. You never get to a place where all the teams are in place and everything is working and functioning perfectly, ever. Uh, You have to, you, you get to a place where you have you're Challenge to is that gonna happen? And right now, we need some more people on some of those teams. I know that most of you are serving on those things, so I'm not asking you to double duty or triple duty and serve on more teams. But as you're around, you know new people who've come. And if you could point them to me and help me figure out where to plug them in and allow them to use their gifts in this church, we really believe that even on Sunday mornings, The crowd that's here, that every single one of them have a responsibility. The last and the fourth thing, and I'll close with this, um, that he says, he says, I'm thankful for you. I'm praying for you. I have great expectations of what Christ is accomplishing in you. And then he says, I love you with all of my heart. Um, He cares about those people. They are for one another. Uh, They are making a difference in one another's uh, lives. I have up here on the altar, there's a little, um, I'm going to call it a bookmark, although I didn't laminate it for you, and I stole it, and it's piecing together of a prayer that um, I think has been used in lots of different places, and I'm not sure it originated from just one person. It's been kind of meshed together, but it's it's a Thanksgiving prayer, and it says this, and you're welcome to one of the copies if you want to just stick that in your Bible. As you move toward Thanksgiving and ask God, what are you thankful for? Maybe you would write your own um, and and just think about those things. Wouldn't it be great to get to Thanksgiving and have spent spent most of the month uh, dwelling on it before you got there? And God really showed you all the things that you had to be thankful for. It says this, oh God, when I have food, help me remember those who are hungry. When I have work, help me remember those who are unemployed. When I have a home and family, help me remember those who are homeless. When I'm without pain, help me remember those who are suffering. Oh God, stir my compassion. Cause me to be concerned enough to do something about their hurts. Lord, this Thanksgiving, when I'm surrounded by family, help me remember the ones who are alone because of the loss of a loved one or the student who could not go home or the person in the hospital that has lost hope and is feeling deep loneliness, help me not only to remember, but help me to find a tangible way to express that love with my time, energy, and my resources. I wonder, if you'd just pray with me real quick as we close, that God this this month would make the whole month about a grateful heart, that he's he's given you a gift. He's placed you in a church where you could grow as fast as you ever wanted to. We just don't always take the opportunities to do that. we got to look around and we got to think about what those are. I was thinking today, um, I can either be Eeyore or I can be Tigger. I can either look at all the bad and magnify those things or I can be bouncy fun 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 i'm not sure the lord actually wants us to be either one of those things those are far and spread apart but sometimes i shouldn't focus on just the negative sometimes i just need to quiet my heart and be grateful for all that he put around me i pray my prayer for you is that the vision that he's given this church that he would so strongly place that in you, that you would drive around this city praying, that your heart would be thankful and that you would actually tell somebody, I'm thankful for you, thankful God placed you in my life, Um, that I, I believe God's got his best work. Do you believe that God's greatest days for Redeemer are still ahead? Or has he already done those in the last six years? No, we get to be part of something that it has been good. But what is to come? That makes me want to invite the whole city. I wish there was a seat for all of them. I hate that I'm, I'm taking up their seat because what happens in this place is a God thing. It's not because of the people. It's amazing to me. I get to hang out with these guys every day. It's amazing to me that God uses them the way he does because they're as human, especially Jonathan, they're as human as anything you'll ever find. Connie could tell you. It's amazing. If God can use us, as a people in this city to change this city. Wow. What glory to his name. Let let me pray for us and we'll go. Thank you for being here. Father, from a deep place in my heart, I just want to say thank you for who you are and what you're doing in each of our lives. Forgive us for focusing on the things that we think are bad things, even in those you are trying to conform us to your image and um, press out of us. Uh, the selfishness and the pride that we have. Uh, Lord, there are a million times more uh, phenomenal things. Your hand, your grace in our lives, your goodness to us, cause us to dwell on those things each and every day. Uh, cause us to consider those things far more than we do the others. Uh, forgive us for thinking that negativity is a spiritual gift, um, it is not. Give us gratitude in its place. Change us, conform us to the image of your son. Do it in such a strong way that this city couldn't help but see a great God and king, that you might be the ruler over this city, that you might so change hearts that the rest of the whole world might wonder what in the world is happening in that little place, that corner of the world that just the goodness of God overcame. Thank you for tonight. Uh, Thank you for these that are gathered. Uh, bless us as we go. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being here.